Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 166 of this podcast. Thank you for joining us today as we conclude this week's study of the Come Follow Me materials for June the 8th to June the 14th. We're finishing Alma chapters 8 to 12, Jesus Christ will come to redeem his people. And we're looking in the section today covering Alma chapter 12 verses 8 to 18. If I will not harden my heart, I can receive more of the word of God. And this really focuses on the change that happens with Zizram and how Alma and Amulek deal with this change and what happens. Um, so actually, I'm going to jump a bit further back to verse 5 because I feel that um, 5 and 6 apply to this as well. Um, it was Alma who was talking to Zizram uh, and pointing out that Zizram has been caught in his craftiness. And then in verse 5, he says, Now this was a plan of thine adversary, and he hath exercised his power in thee. Now I would that ye should remember, that's what I say unto thee, I say unto all. Um, and it was actually, it was Galen Anderson in, in, in our Facebook group who pointed this out. Uh, so a shout out to him um, that Alma uses the word thine adversary, not the adversary, not, you know, our adversary, but thine adversary. You can see here that Alma is trying to connect with Zedrum in a very personal way, pointing out that the feelings and attitudes that he had before were basically him being trapped in a snare, which we'll find out in verse 6, by his adversary, making it clear that, you know, it is something which he should want to try and get out of his system, that this adversary had caught a hold of him, but now he can break free. In verse 6, it says, And behold, I say unto you all that this was a snare of the adversary, which he has laid to catch this people, that he might bring you into subjection unto him, that he might encircle you about in his chains, that he might chain you down to everlasting destruction according to the power of his captivity. Um, so, you know, it's talking about how the snare of the adversary was to stop the people from believing, to harden their hearts uh, in verse 6. And um, Ian S. Arden said this, um, quote, We live in a day in which misinformation about our beliefs abounds. In times such as these, a failure to protect and deepen our spiritual roots is an invitation to have them gnawed at them by those who seek to destroy our faith in Christ and our belief in his restored church. In Book of Mormon times, it was Zizram who sought to destroy the faith of the believers. His actions and words were a snare of the adversary which he laid to catch the people that he might bring them into subjection unto him. Those same snares exist today, and unless we are spiritually vigilant and build a sure foundation on our, on our Redeemer, we may find ourselves bound with Satan's chains and being led carefully down the forbidden path spoken of in the Book of Mormon. Close quote. So, there's a couple of things here. Um, I think that the, sna the snare that um, E.N.S. Arden referred to was Caesarum trying to lay snares. But I also feel that there's another layer here, that Caesarum himself has been caught in a snare. And this is why, when we read verse 7, it shouldn't be a surprise that Caesar begins to tremble more exceedingly, uh, and that he knew, you know, that the power that Alma and Amulet spoke of. And so we then go into verse 8, where Caesar says, or he asks that he might know more concerning, uh, more concerning the kingdom of God. And Caesar says to Alma, um, in this sincerity, what does this mean which Amulek have spoken concerning the resurrection of the dead, that all should rise from the dead? both the just and the unjust, and are brought to stand before God to be judged according to their works. So here we see Zizram beginning to inquire more diligently. 
there is a change in his attitude. Joseph Fielding McConkie and Robert L. Millett say this, quote, We see in this verse an example of the marvellous transformation that can begin to take place because of the power of the word. Zeezrom, only a short time before, had asked them baiting, trapping questions. Now that he is confronted by the power of God and having his sins laid open to view, his queries begin to change to reflect a type of sincere inquiry after the truth, close quote. And you can definitely see a change between the question they asked here and the question, the short, you know, laying snare, trapping questions he was asking before. Um, this is a man who really wants to know the truth. This is a man who seeks to change this, that's desiring to know what he needs to do to change. And uh, I think all of us can learn a lesson from Zizram here, if that's even his real name. Um, because even, you know, those of you listening to this podcast are sincere seekers of truth. I mean, why would you be listening to a podcast of me rambling on about the scriptures if you weren't interested in trying to find out a bit more in your study? Uh, just that little extra. And so obviously you have, whoever's listening, uh, a desire to learn more of the word uh, and your hearts aren't hardened. But are they, you know, could they be softened any other way? Is there a way that you could sincerely inquire even more about certain things? Um, I think that potentially we could all learn from that. Um, in verse 10, um, Alma says this, And therefore he that will harden his heart, the same receiveth the lesser portion of the word, and he will not. He that will not harden his heart to him is given the greater portion of the word, until it is given unto him to know the mysteries of God, until he know them in full. Um, this reference to the mysteries of God um, sometimes links to the temple. Uh, and so we can see here that, you know, those that sincerely seek and sincerely go about trying to find out what they can do to change uh, will be able to be given the mysteries of God because they are able to prepare themselves to enter the temple. And we know that the Nephites were a temple-going people. Uh, the temple comes up often uh, in the Book of Mormon. And so there may well be a link there to the temple. Uh, in verse uh, in verse 14, uh, and I'm going to finish with this one, uh, he then talks about his um, work, our works and our words. Uh, he says, for our words will condemn us, yea, our works will condemn us. We shall not be found spotless, and our thoughts will also condemn us. In this And in this awful state, we shall not dare to look up to our God. And we will be fain be glad if we could command the rocks and the mountains to fall upon us to hide us from his presence. Now, this is a very difficult verse to come to terms with, to know that, you know, we are... We're nothing, you know, compared to our Heavenly Father, that our works will condemn us, that we are not, you know, in a fit state to be in our Heavenly Father's presence. Um, but we know that through our Saviour that uh, we are able to receive um, forgiveness, I suppose. Uh, the manual, the Come Follow Me manual, asks this question regarding this verse. Um, he says, what can you do to, it says, what can you do to ensure that God's word is found in you? in you if you had god's word in you what effect would it have on your words works and thoughts so obviously here this manual is referring to yes it's true that uh, we can be we may be um you know condemned for our words and works but if we have the word of god in us um which was talked about in verse 13 before then how will that change our words works and thoughts uh, because then um, you know, we may find ourselves in a position where we are changed and we are less, um, we feel less guilt over our words and works. Of course, there are words and works and thoughts won't, will never be perfect, no matter how much of God's word is found in you. 
but that's where our saviour comes in which is of course what amulek was speaking about before which is why this teaching of this of the plan of redemption is you know i think i've underestimated the words of alma and amulek to zedrum uh, in the past i've always when i've thought of the great sermons of the plan of salvation um, i've thought of jacob's words on the atonement i've thought of king benjamin's words about um our relationship with our heavenly father and that and covenant making with him i thought of abinadi's teachings of the infinite and infinite power of the atonement but it's rare that i thought about um alma and amulek's teachings about death the need for death and the power of christ to resurrect and to redeem us uh, there is some great principles to be learned here and so as we conclude this study today if there are parts of this that you haven't studied yet and i've, and I've certainly not covered all of it because we've just not had the time then I do encourage you to use this podcast as a supplement to your study, but that you go away and, and study those things for yourself. I'm looking forward to continuing this uh, study of um, Alma and Amulek's experiences in Ammonihar, because, of course, they do not end there. We have a bit more to learn from Alma's words, and then we have the reactions to what is said. So I hope you'll, I'll, I hope you'll join us next week for more uh, Come Follow Me study. Thank you for listening today. If there is anything you've been studying, please share it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter. Um, you can email session at gmail.com, particularly if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode. Uh, we can hook up, we can link up via Zoom and I can record the conversations that we have about whatever it is we decide to study. So just send me an email on there if you're interested. And I'd love to be able to have that interaction on this podcast. And then, of course, there is the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me, where we have 70 followers now, and so it'd be great to have more people join us and uh, share their thoughts and insights into what we've been studying. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again.